It's time for a new evolution in raising golfers, one that doesn't involve headaches, tears, or heading down the path of unknown. Whether you're trying to introduce children to the game of golf, help them play competitively, or play at a collegiate level, you're in the right place. This show is for any parent, player, or coach who wants to build a better team at home and on the golf course. This is the Raising Golfers Podcast. Hey, what's up, everyone? I am down in sunny San Diego and might be here for good. And I'm really excited about the future of golf and what I'm also going to be doing and involvement in junior golf. And so I just can't be happier where I'm at right now. So excited. So I hope you're all having a great week. Maybe got a chance to play a little bit of golf. And, you know, something I have come to realize is that raising golfers as adults has so many values and we can help educate children in so many different ways beyond just the game. Today, Jonathan Ochoa, who is Mexican-American and currently living and coaching golf in Spain, is going to share his unique coaching methodologies with us today. I incorporate art into the, into, to the lessons. I printed out Tiger Woods 2000 swing and I put them in front of them and I had them draw the, the position. If it was stick figure, it's fine. I don't, I don't, I didn't really care. They didn't have to be professional artists, but anyway, I had them draw the positions and then without any instructions, I just said, okay, let's go play. And, and I just said, okay, remember what, what you learned from, from the drawings. All right. Just remember what, what you learned from drawings and try to mimic those positions and try to mimic the, those swings. And I could not believe the results that, that came out from that because uh, kids were doing full turns, uh, following through and staying in balance. And I was like, what? I, I had no idea that this was possible. Jonathan has been involved in the game of golf for many years and literally lived all over the world. He hosts his own podcast about golf in Spanish and has a lot of fun while coaching junior golfers in Spain. I know he's going to share some great ideas with us and make us all rethink our educational approach to raising golfers. Well, so Jonathan, appreciate you taking the time and joining me here on the Raising Golfers podcast. So welcome. Travis, thank you so much. As a fellow podcaster, I am honored to be in your podcast. I I actually follow and have heard a couple of your interviews, and I am stoked to be here and being a, a as an invite. <laughs> I'm a little Absolutely. nervous. I, I'm usually in the other side, so I'm a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too often we're the guest, is it? You know, yeah. of of podcasts, but you know, um, what, what's cool is we kind of share a similar interest. Like you said when you originally reached out to me about your podcast, and that's you know, primary focus on junior golf and Tell us a little bit about, you know, tell us a little about what you're doing coaching wise, and then, you know, touch on your podcast a little bit. And then, you know, we'll refer back at the end of the episode about where people can find all the stuff about what you're doing, your podcast and all that stuff. So cool. give, give us a little back, quick background about yourself and where you're at. Sure. So I live right now in northern Spain in the uh, Basque region uh, in a city called Vitoria Gasteiz, which is about an hour away from San Sebastian or from Bilbao. And I work at a facility called uh, Golf Hundis, and I am the trainer and golf instructor there. 
I, th- my niche is that I teach golf in English because in this area of Spain, uh, English is not uh, spoken predominantly. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they speak, obviously, they speak Spanish, but the, the local language is Basque or also known as Euskera, which has nothing to do with, with Spanish. Mm-hmm. But there's a big demand for English speakers and native English speakers. And since I'm uh, Mexican-American, I can speak both uh, languages, uh, you know, if, if uh, need be. That's super cool. Yeah, I can imagine that junior golf in Spain's got to be growing, especially with the players that are coming out of there, you know, at least on the professional tour. Uh, you see more and more guys on college teams that come from Spain and Mexico, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, speaking specifically about Spain, right? So, uh, yeah, w- what's the junior golf scene like there right now? Yeah, so the Spanish Federation is the governing body here in Spain, and they do a really good job on helping grow the game, but not necessarily grow the game of grassroots and everyone included, more of elite golf and uh, golfers that have, in general, more funds to, to play the game right so they have in madrid they have their uh the center or they call it the blume and if you are an elite golfer they send you there and you get trained uh, by top golf instructors both physically and uh, technically um for golf specific things and you know you're able to talk to uh, top uh, Spanish golfers, Jose Maria Olazabal. Um, you can talk to John Ram if if uh, he gives you enough time. So <laughs> they, they they are trying to get all their own resources uh, resources and grow the game, grow the elite game uh, that way. You know, so that's why you see, that's why you see a a, bit, a lot of top-notch uh, Spanish golfers, both women and uh, men as well. And right now, in every sport in general here in Spain, there's a big push to send uh, Spanish players, soccer players, basketball players, uh, et cetera, you name it, to the U.S. And, and study in the U.S. because they're giving big scholarships and uh, you're able to play your sport here in the university system here they don't really offer that some do but not really you know mm-hmm. interesting what well, i mean at least it's cool that there's some type of you know funding from the the government that's you know trying to help these players to reach some of these opportunities that they would love to reach and maybe if they didn't have that type of funding they never would be able to get that opportunity so that's quite cool isn't it Yes, yes, it, it's pretty cool. Um, in the U.S., they don't really have that. The USGA or or other organizations, they don't really they don't really do that. As you as you know, you know. So. Right. Yeah. It's it's what in Spain's not exactly, but in China is a little bit similar. Like what they offer is like they have national teams and they have like mm-hmm. junior national teams, and it's like you go in, you go full in for golf, let's say, and you're doing you're doing a little bit of schooling, but then you're doing golf most of the time. It's kind of like IMG in Florida a little bit, mm-hmm. but then it's backed by the government, and then you get these good players like Li Hao Tong and uh, Feng Shanshan, who was you know she was number one in the world at some point, but mm-hmm. you know they came out of those national team programs, and I would guess I could be wrong, but if they didn't have that, you know those they would never get those those opportunities to get to those levels, right? And so that sounds kind of similar what Spain's doing, which is cool. 
Exactly, exactly. It's very similar to that. I am what I'm trying to do here is trying to infl- to have more of the American idea of trying to offer golf to everyone. Um, and um, it seems that people are are interested. So we'll see where where that takes me. You know, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where probably the biggest market is is trying to get to some of those people who um never played the game before and get them interested and excited and have fun and then you know if they want to go that route to you know play college or professional golf like they can but they got to be able to start somewhere right and they've it's got to be a it's got to be a good start so that's cool that's great to hear that you're doing that so you know looking at you know some of your experience and some of the things that we talked about just before the the podcast let's talk a little bit about training. So why is training junior golfers like so important beyond just like hitting golf balls on the range? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I think hitting golf balls on the range is is awesome, but the, the, the simple answer is proprioception, uh, just to have a better awareness of your body in space, of your moving body in space. And training uh your your body um in the gym or in different modalities will help you uh, uh, transfer those those learnings into into the range or into the golf course in itself you know so like yo, what would you what would you do give us some examples like some things you might do like outside of just the driving range hitting that kind of lines up what you said there okay well you know, my, my methodology is a little bit different than most uh, golf trainers. I like to incorporate a lot of different stuff. For example, uh, we are uh, setting up a rock climbing wall. Um, cool. Yeah. So, and it's great to learn, you know, your right from your left, your right hand and your left hand and, and all that stuff. And um, I, I also use a lot of uh, nature, a nature in, in general. As uh, we talked before, the golf course, in my opinion, is an awesome park to go and explore in many different ways. Uh, so this, this one example, one of my favorite workouts that I've, that I've had uh, this last winter, it snowed uh, a lot. And... I wanted to go outside because the pandemic and all of that stuff. So we started uh, rolling up balls and kept and kept pushing the balls until they grew into a giant, giant ball. And uh, it's a great workout for your glutes, for your legs and, and pushing. But also you start from something so small and make it into something big. So the kids they see that they create something from nature uh, uh, that started so small into something really big, and they're super stoked about it. They had no idea that that something like that could happen, you know? So that's I cool. To, I like that. That's a, that's yeah. a cool idea there. Yeah, yeah. That's great. It was inspired by my wife and my favorite artist. My wife, uh, we started uh, rolling up balls. And my favorite artist is Andy Goldsworthy, who he works with natural uh, uh, objects like that. So we co- I combined the idea and and that's where, where it came, you know? That's cool. So is your coaching style, would you say, like, is like a blend of you know, obviously there's going to be some golf, there's golf involved in it, but it's like a blend of like 
it's more than golf. So like you're blending in some type of a little bit of education, maybe a little bit of, uh, like, um, not methodology, but like giving them like a bigger perception, even on life. Like you said, like just that idea and that concept of something small can grow to something big and you can create it. And like, you know, having like those kind of background, like messages, is that what you kind of try to incorporate in a lot of your coaching? 100%, 100%. I like uh, to have little insights or little messages within our training, within my training. And because I really try to emphasize growth mindset in my teaching. And since I do a golf in English, some of the kids, you know, they're, they're, they don't know any, any English. And uh, I explain to them what growth mindset is, what the, uh, how, your nervous system works and and I explain all about the neurons and all that stuff in Spanish, of course. And then they realize that, hey, if, if I work on it, that I'll be able to, to learn it. So the same idea I tried to implement with my training, my physical training, you know? That's cool. I like that. So for listeners, like whether you're a parent or a coach listening, like, like you gave us the snowball idea. I thought that was a cool one. Mm-hmm. What other things could we do, like whether it's at home or, you know, whether we're coaching at the golf course, what would be some other ways to help children better understand yeah. this growth mindset? Uh, better understand the, the growth mindset. Well, just explaining it to them is the, the easiest way. Uh, there's actually several books out there that explain growth mindset, uh, children's books. But really. Sh- yeah, there's a couple of children's book uh, out there. I don't, I don't remember the names at the top of my head, but uh, I actually use them for for my son. Uh, he he loves to read, so I read it to him, and and we talk about about learning and how learning is a process and and stuff like that. But yeah, just just first uh, explain it to them. And th- there's one activity that I really like to do, which is just jumping. In the golf course, there's a little creek that uh, runs through the golf course, like many golf courses do. And in some areas, the the, the golf course, the creek is, is smaller than in other areas. So I first start doing little hops in controlled setting with no river, no, no little creek. And then I take them to the creek and then I have them hop the creek. So now they have a little bit of challenge there and uh, they start to, to, you know, Hey, I can, I, to believe in themselves, I can do this, I can do this. And as they start getting stronger and believing in themselves much more, I, I widen the creek a little bit more. I take them to a place where it's a little bit wider and they're able to challenge themselves if they want to. And then I say, if you don't want to, that's fine. Maybe in the future we will. Maybe, uh, or this is what, what you want to do. So it's always kind of having them grow and having them realize that uh, they're able to take these skills uh, into other aspects of, of their life as well. That's cool. You know? That's cool. I like that. That's a cool example. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I think I think some of those things, you know, as far as coaching golf goes, there's so much more to coach than just the swing, isn't there? And, you know, a lot of these things children don't even get in their formal education in school. There might be bits of it, but it's not highlighted. And for you to be able to give them like these realistic like challenges or tasks where they can actually see the f- improvement. And it's like, it doesn't have to be about hitting the golf ball 50 yards further. It's literally just about like, 
look, I didn't think I could actually hop over the creek, and now I can. I didn't think I could hop over the wide part of the creek, and now I can, right? And uh, I, I love that. I think that's the, those lessons are so important for children. And you know, whether you're a golf coach or not, you could be coaching soccer, basketball, baseball. You could be doing that. But I think as coaches, we get tied up too much in just like the sport itself, mm-hmm. you know. And I think there's just so much we can coach around the sport that ties into the sport and connects with the sport. But I think it's just cool that you're doing that. You know, I think it's a it's a very fascinating way to educate children and involve them along the way in the process. And I think for adults, coaches and parents listening, like start thinking about how to include that stuff into what you're doing with children. It's awesome. That's cool, man. Good for 100%. you. One hundred percent. And it's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's <not> like, fun. <laughs> I'm sure they love it. Yeah. And, and you know, sometimes you yourself slip into the creek or, you know, something like that and they start laughing. And so it's really interactive and uh, they they have a, a, a great time and, and you yourself also have a great time. So that's it's really the main point in my point of view, you know, that's cool. Yeah, I love that. That's great. So like getting kind of on the physical part of golf, mm-hmm. like I know you're doing all kinds of things related to you know, coaching junior golfers, but like, what would you say are some of the misconceptions about physical training for children in relation to junior golf? Like that, you know, maybe as adults, you know, we kind of have wrong or maybe we don't fully understand. Yeah. So that's, that's a good question here in in California and the U S I don't see it as much these misconceptions because everywhere, everyone over there is for the most part, pretty well educated. Uh, about training and nutrition and, and all this stuff. But here in Spain, uh, I have gotten a couple of requests not to train a certain way with weights or with heavy uh, objects. And of course, I'm not going to give the child or, uh, or the, the athlete a 12 kilogram object because they're not going to be able to do it. I give them something that they're able to withstand. But, you know, they they say, oh, you know, it's going to stunt their growth. It's not good for, for their swing because it's going to stiffen them up. And I educate them and, and I say, you know what, uh, those are old uh, misconceptions. They're kind of wives' tales. And I tell them it's good f- to work out because it's it strengthens the bones and the ligaments. And I I give them the whole spiel and and then they start to to realize that uh, it's good for them and it's fun and um, they they see the benefit in, in the the long term you know yeah that's cool so it's, you you you're constantly involved in the parents and like these conversations about talking about you know why that actually it's not such a dangerous thing and and, and really it is actually going to help with the development of the child and of course you're not going to exceed those limits but they do need to have you know some type of physical movement and training and and golf requires that i mean especially now right i mean look look at the direction golf's going right it's all about that isn't it <laughs> exactly exactly and and kids want to learn about uh, weight training. And, and you know, the, the, the other day I had one of my small uh, junior clinics and I just finished training uh, a teenager and they come up to me and they said, can we play with the, with the weights? And the idea of play with the weights was kind of eye-opening because they think that we're playing not that we're training. So 
I said, yeah, of course, let's, let's go play with the, with the weights. And I had them carry uh, some light kettlebells back and forth uh, so they can feel the weight. So, and yes, um, you want to use that play into create into growth so they can then apply it on the golf course, depending on, on what that golfer wants. If he wants to be an elite player, then yeah, you do more golf specific. And I say that in, in uh, quotation. I, I then have to apply different styles and uh, in training some of the, the older kids because the older kids, they want to do the, the speed sticks and, and they want to do some of the stuff that they see on, on the internet, which is great. Um, but then I have to then educate the the kids that first we have to set a good foundation in order for them to start doing the those other exercises because i i've actually seen a couple of injuries as a result of doing the speed training because uh the joints are not ready to withstand that high velocity so the pressure in the joint can can't withstand it so you have to start building their joint strength with certain exercises you know oh that's that's interesting yes that is very interesting mm -hmm. so you, i know you you mentioned this uh, i read this a little bit about yourself you try to implement a bit of martial arts into or you find that martial arts has a good connection with training junior golfers touch on that what's tell us about that i'm fascinated about that yeah, so I practiced martial arts gr growing up. Uh, I did Aikido, and I also, uh, in, in Mexico, boxing is huge. Even though boxing is not considered a martial art, it still encompasses a lot of the ideas that martial arts teach, which is discipline and self-control and, and all that stuff that, that uh, you hear on on uh, on TV. You know, hash brown, cobra kai, right? Uh <laughs> so again, it comes back to proprioception. When you, when kids are learning different martial arts, they're learning how to roll. They're learning how to extend their bodies, how to flex their bodies into different positions, which then correlates to new ways of moving your body. And, uh, and what I call a, a reference for learning in the future, you know? The, w the way I like to think of it is um, when we're teaching an adult and we say that we want the adult to have a better, uh, the right arm or the right hand in a better position at the top, we, a common saying is, oh, I feel like you're, like you are the waiter and you're a waiter and you're holding a tray, right? Mm -hmm. That, that is a point of reference, which I'm sure you've used this uh, mm -hmm. example with, with your right. golfers. Yep. Well, the same idea goes for uh, doing different modalities and different exercises and, and uh, different martial arts, because now that golfer will have a reference of how to move their body when they, when they are asked to move their body in a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. So plus, like I said before, it's great for discipline, great for self-control. And in the, at the end of the day, if you are in a sticky situation, which people can sometimes find themselves in, you could, you're able to defend yourself um, in, which you never know. Sometimes in this crazy world, you, you may need to defend yourself, you know, so. For sure. 
That's yeah. cool. So I like that. Okay, cool. So you think basically the martial arts gives you these points of reference that can correlate to any types of movement in the golf swing or really other sports as well. Exactly. 100%. Uh, just I, I'm all about moving your body in whatever way uh, that, that you like. And the more ways that, that you move your body, the better. Because uh, as a child, the child is their their brains are sponges right now right so sure. if you if a child is developing um neuroplasticity and and strength and agility and and all that good stuff that we want uh our kids to have um they're going to be able to have healthier lives in the long term but also as as golf instructors when we say hey can you put can you put your your body can you turn a little bit more they're gonna be able to understand how to uh move a little bit more right no for sure that's cool so i'm curious like what's like a uh if you do like a small group session i think you do small group sessions with junior golfers i i I believe i've seen that on your uh some of your um instagram posts Mm. what would that hour hour and a half or however long you do coach one of those sessions like Mm-hmm. What would that kind of look like where you include a little bit of the physical train, some of those reference points, some golf, some fun, some of those uh, life lessons? Like how do, mm-hmm. do you just go with the flow or do you have a plan or how does that all how do you all put that together? Because to me, that's cool. And I'm thinking, like, man, I need to incorporate all those things into mm-hmm. my coaching. And I think that, you know, parents, I, I think they need to find coaches who are offering that because I think it's just cool. So, like, yeah, tell me, like, how do you structure that? How does it all work out? Sometimes I I always come with a plan. I, I've uh, my my friend Jason Puderball at the Aviar Golf Academy. He's very structured, and I learned from him to structure to structure. And I I'm kind of I used to be very free free flowing and, and and all that stuff. But now I've realized that you should come with a plan just in case it, it goes awry and you you have a backup. But um, if the kids don't feel like doing something, then I do go with the flow. But normally, my structure is I do some sort of dynamic warm-up and I put different stuff to to warm up. I I have them crawl. I have them jump. I have them throw things, sometimes carry um, uh, heavy objects, heavy objects, of course, that they're able to, with, to withstand um, in order to, to warm up their body. And, and then we go uh, into... If the golf course is free, I take them out to the golf course because golf is fun, and there's you. I think you learn much faster when you go to the golf course and and play than when you're just hitting balls or putting or chipping and and all that stuff. Because there's an objective. You have to put the ball in the hole. And they learn that really quick to to do that. I tried to follow Harvey Penick's ideas of starting from the green and working my way back. So I start close to the green and then I have them put out so they understand what what scoring is all about. And as they start developing, then I move them move them back. But sometimes I um incorporate uh art uh into the into to the lessons um i printed out tiger woods uh 2000 
um, swing, in my opinion, when his swing was was the best in, in the year 2000, when he won Pebble, at Pebble Beach and and a couple other victories. And so I printed them out and I put them in front of them and I had them draw the the position. If it was stick figure, it's fine. I don't, I don't, I didn't really care. They didn't have to be professional artists. Right. And actually some of them started judging themselves about that, which I didn't really like. But anyway, I had them draw the positions and then without any instructions, I just said, okay, let's go play. And and I just said, okay, remember what what you learned um, from from the drawings, all right? Just remember what what you learned from the drawings and try to mimic that uh, those positions and try to mimic the, those swings. And I could not believe the results that that came out from that because uh, kids were doing full turns, uh, following through and staying in balance. And I was like, what? I, I had no idea, uh, that, that this was possible because that was just kind of an experimentation by me. I just wanted to see how they would react and how, um, of course they had fun because it's drawing, but I wanted to see how their brains and how their bodies were, would incorporate it into the game. That's cool. Yeah. That's kind of like, it's like a step above monkey see, monkey do. It's like monkey see, monkey draw, monkey think about it. Now monkey do, you know? And exactly. Like it kind of adds an extra little element in there, which is cool because it's true. I mean, kids can just watch things and like replicate it, mimic it very well. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, you've given them a chance to actually use their physical skills and coordination, uh, hand-eye coordination to draw something. Like you said, well, it doesn't matter what it is, what it looks like, if it's a stick figure or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then they think about it. Then they're using it as a reference. Then they go out and they've got now two things to reference to. They've got the original picture of Tiger. They've got the one they've drawn. And mm-hmm. it's like a reference they can use that's connected with their brain and what they've already done previously. And like and like I said, it's just fun. I mean, and even if it like the result wasn't perfect on that first day, I guarantee you that will carry over over time for sure. And you'll see that there will be positives coming out of that. So a little bit of art involved as well. I love that, man. You got all kinds of cool stuff coming out of your coaching style. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, my wife says that I, I, I'm a kid and, uh, you know, with my, with my son and my little girl, I tried to, to play with them as much as possible and, and mimic their movements, uh, because it's fun, you know? That's yeah, that is cool. That's I, I love that. That's cool. So this type of coaching style like that you have or this methodology, do you have a, is, there, is there a name for it that you, you, you would say? Like what, what would you call this type of this coaching style that you have? I don't know if there's a, is a if there's a name for it, um, but uh, I just try to I'm really interested in in learning and and in the nervous system when i was uh when i finished my degree um i i studied i remember in my anatomy class we we learned all about the muscles and stuff like that and then uh we talked about the nervous system and we i got to see a brain and i got to hold the brain and i was just like blown away um because from the brain, there's so much that happens in there that we learn, we adapt, and uh, we be, that's what makes us human. So that's what motivates me is, is learning for myself and for my students. 
you know? So I don't know if there's a methodology or, or, or whatever, but um, uh, in, in terms of, of training, physical training, I do have some requirements that they have to at least do, not at the, at the end of, of my training, but uh, at some point. And I like to say that um, they have to be able to do what uh, a human is able to do. And that comes down to walking, running, uh, quadruped movement or, you know, crawling, swimming. I'm not able to, to be a swim instructor, um, but uh, I encourage them to swim. Jumping, throwing, climbing, defending themselves, uh, lifting objects, whether it's uh, light objects or heavy objects, and also um, balancing. And if you incorporate all those basic human movements, you're going to have a well-rounded uh, human in general, right? And I've mm-hmm. seen some some kids that, um, especially here in Spain, because throwing is not uh, a big thing here in Spain. Because you know, in the U.S., baseball, you you have to throw a ball. You start throwing a ball since you're little. So I had to teach him how to throw. So that's been really fun uh, to incorporate into my training as well. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's cool. So if if they can do all these human skills, essentially they have good potential to not only just play golf, but also enjoy it. And, and if they want to improve in it, they've got all the skills to be able to improve in it if that's what they want to do. Right. So exactly. I think that's cool. I mean, I think that coaching style is the way forward, you know, and I, I think it's so important. And, you know, I, I've got a lot of things to listen back onto this episode and take some more notes on as far as some of the things you said, because I'm thinking, man, I could easily incorporate that. I'm not incorporating it yet, but it, it should be done, you know? And, you know, parents listening as well. It's like, well, geez, I could just do some of these things and activities at home. I could start throwing a ball around, you know, we could start kicking a soccer ball. We could do some jumping off of rocks. And there's a lot of things that, you know, we're not doing, you know, even as parents sometimes with our own kids that, you Mm -hmm. know, we could really help them develop as humans. And I think that list of uh, the the, the kind of checkbox you have of, of the skills they need to have to be, you know, humans is mm-hmm. great and then they can be golfers after that if that's what they want to do which is cool i love that yeah it's very exactly. cool exactly yeah that's cool so you summed up a lot of what you're doing and i think you've also kind of given us some good ideas of what we can do a little bit different than what we've already been doing with our junior golfers which i i love all of it why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast and then tell us where we can find out more about your podcast and then also tell us about more where we can find out what you're doing and follow you, uh, whether it's on social media or somewhere else. Cool. Yeah, for sure. So um, thank you, uh, Travis, for for uh, this. As a fellow podcaster, I, I, love, I love podcasts. I love podcasts. So um, I'm stoked to be on your podcast. Um, thank you. As I mentioned er- earlier, I have a podcast named Charla Golf, which is a Spanish-speaking podcast similar to to what you are doing. I try to interview anyone uh, and everyone that is in the golf industry, um, and sometimes not even in the golf industry. Sometimes it could be I, I could find some sort of uh, link that golfers could could implement into into their. Uh, the golf game, because I found that in the English speaking world, there's so much information 
And in 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 Spanish, uh, in the Spanish speaking world, there's not that much information that that's out there in terms of golf information, right? So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to put my little grain of salt uh, or sand um, on uh, growing the game and, and growing the knowledge. So so si te gusta y puedes hablar el español. Este, puedes escuchar mi podcast llamado Charla Golf conmigo, Jonathan Ochoa. <laughs> cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's great. I love that. That's cool. The, you can also find uh, in social media, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. I, I like LinkedIn much more because it's, uh, it's much more visual median. And But yeah, in Charla Golf, I, we, we have uh, LinkedIn and Facebook uh, also for my personal stuff. And for Golf Kundis, which is the center that I work at. So, yeah. Cool. And, it, and I'll share I'll share those links in the show notes for sure so that people can can find you and find your podcast and listen to it. And um, I'm sure, uh, you know, I've got listeners on this podcast that speak Spanish, you know, and um, I, I think that's cool. I think they should they need to go over, give your podcast a listen. And I'm sure that, you know, you've got really cool interviews and episodes and you probably shared even more about your professional experience, which, which I think everybody would appreciate hearing more of, which is cool. So Jonathan, before I let you go, mm-hmm. you got to give us one more thing. And, uh, it's what's your final, you know, piece of advice for raising golfers. I've been thinking a lot about this question because, I'm trying to raise a little golfer myself, <laughs> uh, two little golfers. But a few weeks ago, I interviewed uh, the LPGA player, Lizette Salas, and then I also interviewed her parents, uh, Ramon and Marta. And I asked this question to uh, Ramon and Marta, and they gave me probably the best answer. And it's just to, to be there for them if they find that golf or whatever activity that they that the child likes encourage that if it's studies encourage that if it's golf encourage that if it's basketball whatever it may be encourage that and they also said uh, because you know she's in the LPGA they've gotten some some top level uh, pressure and someone asked uh, Ramon oh do you pressure your daughter and he said that using the right vocabulary is very important with, with kids. And he said that pressure is not the right way to put it. He encouraged his daughter to, to do better and to grow and to, to have her game take it to the next, to take her, her game to the next level. Um, so those, that is kind of the, the, something that I have learned uh, and I'm trying to implement in in my way of, of raising my kids and to also move your body, move your body in, in as many ways as possible, in as healthy way as possible um, and enjoy it because it's really the only thing that, w- that we own and try to keep it healthy uh, and try to use it as much a, a, as possible and go play with your kids, get get dirty even though sometimes it's uh my wife tells me not to <laughs> <laughs> that's cool yeah i love that it's great advice yeah. there all of that that was cool so jonathan thanks for coming on the raising golfers podcast it's been a true pleasure i'm so happy we got to connect and i know we'll be 
you know, talking again in the future and, and staying connected as you and I see eye to eye and a lot of these things. And there's still so much for me to learn from you. So thanks again for coming on, man. It's great. Thank you. Pleasure. All right. Jonathan Ochoa, golf coach in Spain and podcast host of Charla Golf, really shared some cool ideas for us today, I thought. He gave us some really cool ideas on how to make junior golf more fun and interesting for everyone. And I really like how he portrays this growth mindset on children at an early age. I think it will really help with their experience in golf as well as their overall confidence in life. I always enjoy speaking to different people and learning from them what they're doing so that I can walk away, implement these things in my own life while raising golfers. If you haven't already, reach out to Jonathan and give his podcast a listen at Charlie Golf. I thought that was a fantastic interview and really hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you enjoy listening to our podcast and the information you got from this episode, do us a favor and continue to support us by hitting that subscribe button and giving us a five-star review. Your continued support will help us continue to grow and be able to interview some of the most experienced parents, coaches, and players in the golf industry to help you continue to raise your golfer to their full potential.